Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tavis Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mirror Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy Award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror at CBS Radio. I'm here with the Betches. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for having us. I got Jordana, Aileen, and Samantha, who are the founders of Betches. Hi. Um, in case we were all born under a rock here, what is Betches? If, if anyone doesn't know, what is Betches? What Jordana, is a you betch? can take a stab at it. I know what I think of Betches. Um, uh, Betches is a lifestyle humor site that also, for young women and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Young women. I'm never good at. Yeah. Uh, we're, a digital, we're a digital media brand, yes. um, most popularly known for our Instagram. Um, but we started with a website. Our website's still very popular. Um, we write a lot about just like the f- female millennial. We make fun of her, self-deprecating though. Yes. Um, and we write books. We write books, <laughs> yeah. really yeah. funny books. Thank you. Thank um, you. I want to read the first sentence in this book because I kind of like sometimes with that first sentence I decide if I'm going to like the book or not. Um, and it's we'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Next <laughs> oh, hey, weirdo who reads dating books. Already, I liked it. <laughs> Just coming home from that guy's apartment, the guy you swore you were going to have the talk with two years ago, watching Orange Is the New Back for the third consecutive Saturday night, consistently looking at engagement rings on Pinterest, even though you haven't had a steady boyfriend in a while. We all know girls like this, <laughs> okay? We all were girls like this. So you're kind of speaking to like that desperate girl that you kind of call Karen in the book. No, no hate towards Karens out there, but. Yeah, I mean, everyone sort of has a little bit of a Karen in them. It's yes. whether or not like you take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think what we wanted to establish with that first line with the book in general is that like dating it should be fun, and so like we're kind of like making fun of the premise of even like reading dating books in the first place. Yes, although, and I like that because that first sentence made me feel less weird and less of a weirdo. You know, if I were to feel weirdo-ish about reading a dating book, it was like, okay, this is, I must not take this too seriously. Let's have fun reading this. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun reading this book. I laughed. I, I like just laugh because there's some just some points in here. But what is a Karen? Because in because okay for for people who are just tuning in, this book is called The Betches. I had a nice time in other lies, how to find love and shit like that. When I bought this book at Barnes and Noble, the guy. By the way, I bought this book. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I bought it. We're so happy. I know it was a great read. The guy who was ch- checking me out at Barnes and Noble read the title and started laughing, and I was like, yeah. That's awesome. Yes. We get that a lot, especially like at the bank. They're like, why is your company named Bitches? We're like, it's Batches. <laughs> How did you come up with that name? Um, it's basically a play. It's a, obviously a play on the on word bitch, bitch, but yeah. it is a much more empowering Yeah, I like saying we Batch. We like it too. Yeah. 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 We've yeah. been saying it a, a few times. I'm yes. sure. I'm sure you said it a few times. Over the past few years. So back to this book on dating. It's a little bit different than your first book. Um, mm-hmm. What was the name of your first book? 
Our first book was Nice is Just a Place in France. That's How right. to win it basically I everything. remember that. I, I was like, I, I read the name last night, then I forgot it. <laughs> so this is just, this is a dating book that, you know, you can read and feel a little bit like, don't take yourself so seriously. Have a glass of wine, soak it in. Maybe you'll listen to us, maybe you won't. Totally. Um, what else can you tell me about what inspired you? And I want to get into some parts of it that I liked. What inspires us to, to write that book? Yeah, what made you decide to write a book like this? Um, I mean, primarily everyone always, like our fans, our audience always emails us yes. questions about with dating advice. So we felt like that is, that's the, the big thing that everyone wants to know. Like, what do we think about? How can we help you? We're, we're usually saying things that people are like just thinking. We're yeah. the ones saying them out loud. So we just thought like, why not put this in a book? Um, yeah, and it, I, you guys include some of your letters or emails mm -hmm. in here. Oh yeah, yeah, we got a ton of those. But um, I think something that makes this like particularly unique is that with a lot of dating books, you have kind of like this this like other voice speaking to you. Yes. But with our books and this book in particular, we're trying to speak to our audience like the way that they would speak to each other. It's so, almost like, it like your inner your... voice too. It's like your inner yeah, voice talking yes. to you. Right. I loved this sentence. Can I read this? Everyone just I need people to get a <laughs> feel of this book. And I, I might <laughs> do a, I might do a, I might do a dramatic read. Okay. It talks about the first the first um, you know par paragraph the first chapter is really about how to get your headspace into dating and what you kind of need to be like you need to kind of have your shit together a little bit like and this is kind of like tips if you don't and I like how you guys are self-deprecating but also funny and empowering at the same time so this is what basically the only reason you should be dating to find a boyfriend according to the Betches. The only reason you should be in a relationship is because your boyfriend, fiance, husband, lover adds something awesome to your life not because he completes it. You're a betch. You have the privilege of your own company. You're a hot commodity and your time, and more important, your affections are valuable. Why would you just let anybody in? I mean, would Beyonce date Kevin Federline? <laughs> Mic drop, I love that. <laughs> I mean, so that kind of sets the pace for the book. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we think that if you're tr if you're not if you don't have your shit together, sorry if that wasn't allowed. No, I think I should. I think I said shit a few times. Okay, it's good. a podcast. And um, <laughs> if if you don't have that for yourself, then your your relationship probably will not suddenly help that happen. Yeah, and you won't be in a relationship that is like healthy or functional or that makes you better. Yes. So, and I think it's a lot of it's just like about the general approach to dating and kind of making fun of that. And the idea that we want to put out there is that. You don't have to go out there and find ways to make yourself more desirable so someone will like you. It's like you should be going out there and being the best version of yourself and then find and then you have to find someone who's as good good enough for you. One hundred percent. And it's sort of like it's on that premise. So while I was reading this book, I wasn't sure like what we were gonna start getting into, but you guys really all are about having the woman kind of take her power back and her self esteem. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's sort of a unique play uh, take on empowerment where you hear like a lot of, you know, typical like feminist type yeah. slogans or yeah. things that people say. And I think that people sort of ignore that it really is, it comes down to a self esteem issue for every person. And that's like its own brands of feminism that mm -hmm. doesn't maybe necessarily get as much publicity or airtime as like the typical things you hear about. Yeah. And one of the things to that point is you talk about like there's a whole part in here where you talk about Oprah. You're like Oprah's basically badass and rules the world but she's also had to come through some things and if Oprah can do it and Oprah has these issues and we're all going to obviously have these issues. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like how that's relatable. Um, let's talk about who the fuck is Karen. <laughs> how do you read it <laughs> to us? I love Dramatic reading, reading. It. I love it too. I know. But then if I read it you have to talk expand okay. on it okay? Because well, I, I feel like I'm hogging it. I could read your book and just <laughs> have you guys listen. Um, Karen is our extremely delusional friend. She doesn't live in reality. She constantly thinks guys are into her who are clearly not. 
she is terrible at reading signals and her mom is the only person who believes that Karen has a boyfriend. <laughs> really, Karen's boyfriend is the guy she fucked three times who finally asked for a number. Don't be a Karen. Aileen, why don't you take that one? Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, we definitely, we didn't make up Karen. She exists. Mm. We are. We wrote it based on people that we've seen, met, know. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's really just important, I think, just like the general message of self-awareness mm-hmm. when it comes to dating. Like, just be aware of like who you meet. Are you dating them, or do, is he really just your barista at Starbucks? You know, I know. And doesn't it kind of come down to? And, and you know, first of all, you guys also talk about different dating profiles, like the difference between Tinder and Plenty of Fish, or something. You guys literally break it down by. Each. Yeah, like right. Tinder is you're probably going to end up in the back of his car <laughs> fucking in the back of his car yeah right. um, but you know whereas eHarmony is like you're it's for old people so you guys are being very <laughs> candid yeah. yeah we try to be where do you get up where do you come up with this stuff like how did this all start did you guys just meet one day and decide you were all really funny and needed to work together no <laughs> we've known each other since like middle school mm-hmm. um, and we were friends throughout like childhood basically and we were living together in college mm-hmm. senior year and that's when we started the we started Betches Love This which was yeah. our first website yeah. and it was it was like a WordPress blog before Instagram like, yeah. yeah this was before Instagram even existed and we were honestly doing this sort of just as like a fun hobby we kept it anonymous at first because we were about to graduate college and we thought we wanted to get real jobs yeah so we just started writing sort of about like the people around us and Karen actually is sort of like the evolution of this type of character that we identified like back in like 2011 called the delusional dater (laughs) where it's like this girl who like always thinks that she has a boyfriend basically when she doesn't. Yes. Um, and yeah, we so we were fr- we were friends and we've always been exposed to like the same types of people and that really like inspired a lot of what Betches has become. Yeah. And growing up like we've known our own like each and every person like sense of humor and it's always sort of consistently been like making fun of just the bullshit just uh-huh. like what are, like just cutting through it yes yeah, so while being part of the bullshit yeah too. being yeah. part of it but like also you're not just above no, the bullshit totally you just not hers yeah yeah um, exactly we're, <laughs> we're in the bullshit yeah we're in it making fun of each other <laughs> yeah. like one foot in one foot out yeah, but yeah. Like, like yeah. one foot in but also observing yeah exactly. I get that yeah and how did this become, uh, I can't not have you explain like before, like how did this become what it is now? Because it's kind of a, you know, you guys are everywhere and everybody knows yes. you. And there's even like Cap Genius is like an app that has your guys' like um, quotes on it that you can actually take quotes that you guys have said and text them to people. Yeah. You've made it. <laughs> well, we sort of um, half started Cap Genius. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Oh my that God, wasn't an accident. Hilarious. That, that wasn't in an there. accident. Yeah, but I'm glad you think it is. So yeah. Well, I was interviewing Claudia from Girl With No Job, and she's on there, too. So yeah, like, so we Ooh. had her on. Yeah, totally. Um, How did we get started? I mean, it really, like like Sammy said, it was, we were anonymous mm-hmm. because we didn't, we didn't want to be bloggers yeah. at first. That wasn't, like, a thing that we wanted for our future. Um, but then we, because we didn't really understand, we thought, thought thought we were just making fun of like the small like bubble around us. Mm-hmm. Um, as our site sort of grew in virality, we realized that um, it's much more relatable than we thought. Yeah, and we had like some interest like from some like TV show producer, or whatever that fell through. But we realized we had something then. Like it wasn't just for us and our like however many friends. And um, we wrote, we decided to write a book, take the time of that summer after college and like work on a proposal. We sold our book to Simon & Schuster. And one piece of advice that was really valuable that we got from our agent was that you should continue posting consistently. Yeah. 
on our website while working on the book. And for us, our whole motto was like, do as least amount of work as possible. So it was contradictory to it, but we worked really hard. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it's sort of just been slowly growing process. We've never, I mean, we, we consider ourselves now like a serious business, but yeah. it's, it's, there have been steps to get there. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been a slow, but kind of like a slow process, mm-hmm. but we, I mean, as business people, I think we've kind of grown from being like entertainers and writers to now looking at ourselves as like business people business who women. are running yeah. a brand. And, yeah. Yeah. and now we employ, we have 13, nine. 12, <laughs> There's like we, we never know if we're gonna count <laughs> ourselves or not in this number, but yeah. yeah so now we have like, like a, a full small, team. a full team, and it's speak. You know, it really has changed. It used to be just us writing together, like yeah. every day, just different posts, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of like the main thing that we were doing. And now it's more about like managing this brand and thinking about like the vision for the future. And yeah. So. What are some things that they don't know about you? Like you guys are, so when I was researching you and I was looking at like researching um, <laughs> and reading your book, I wanted to actually know the people behind. And there's not as much out there about you guys individually. Like recently there has been, like you guys are doing more now that you've been on YouTube. But when you first started, it was kind of like people didn't necessarily know your names. Right. Has it changed now that they know who you are? Like you guys feel like you have to change your content or you feel less free, more free? I think we still like, I mean, we we obviously do interviews and we like talking about ourselves to a, to a certain <laughs> yeah. extent, but we like the idea of like the Betch as like her own yeah. character. So we don't, I mean, we are obviously the, the face of the founders of the brand and yeah. we're definitely on the back end of the brand. But one thing like I think a lot of people relate to is like, I could know this girl, this girl could be me. And I yeah. think when you put, uh, and it start, again, it started anonymously. Mm-hmm. So I think when you put like an actual face behind it, it becomes almost a little bit less relatable because now you have like, it's almost like when yeah. you read a book and then you see the movie and it the, and the, the movie, movie um, <laughs> yeah characters in the book exactly yeah. I mean I like that because I think I have actually just over the years just started saying betch instead of bitch just like when, oh, you're such a betch especially with my friends because I don't think I really you <laughs> thanks know thanks for the publicity I yeah. do I have and it's such a natural transition for me but um, what is a betch I know we talked about it, but like, who is a betch? Like, I can tell you what I think a betch is. Right, a betch is like a pretty much a, again. She's kind of a caricature. Mm-hmm. So there's no like one person that fully embodies who she is. She's an exaggerated, you know, character. She yeah. probably like if she's almost like an animation. Yeah. Um, but, but she's very, very like confident. Confident. She's not afraid to say what she thinks. Yeah. And that's we think is the most empowering part of being a betch. She could be anyone. A guy can be a betch. It's really just like that is a personality. It's a personality. personality. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's an attitude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you never say you're such a betch where you're trying to really insult someone. It's a it's a compliment. Totally. (laughs) Um, And even if like that person did something wrong, you're like, great. I I own what I just did. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll take that as a compliment. So that's what that's what it means to us. And I like that because when I think of that, too, like like there's a connotation to bitch, which is fine. You know, it's it's not, a you know, but bitch is more playful. It's more confident. It's more like it's not as derogatory. It's more funny. Either if it's good or bad, it's just more humor behind it. It's right. sort of, I mean, when we... You would call your friend Betch. Yes. Like you yeah. yeah. When we started, I mean, there was this gigantic, like, um, bro existence culture. of bro culture. And this word bro, there was no equivalent for the for the woman. There's no female equivalent or counterpart. And the, the words that we used to describe ourselves were bitch, and they were all really negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, what is a bro? He's really just sort of an asshole or a douchebag, and he's like getting praised for it. And mm-hmm. we just we realize like we sort of just 
like looked within yeah. and we're like girls can be assholes too yeah so and why can't we embrace that why is that such a bad thing i know so like you know so we kind of just gave her a name well your first chapter hot messes need love to preparing to date mm-hmm. i don't want to like I don't, you know, i'm really enjoying this live reading yes. to be honest i haven't read the book in a bit so i think you should read it again i think i will it's actually. really funny um what is your you know you guys get a lot of emails for people asking for advice so was dating like your top thing that women were asking about which right. kind of led you to write the book was it something that was just one of these topics that you're like we need to talk about this globally i think the thing that people really like about our advice is that it is not like censored and it's not like there to like make you feel better or Mm -hmm. to like to pander like this is what it is right it's like this is what it is this is how things are and like sometimes it hurts a little bit but like let's just be like a little self-aware about what's going on here yeah and I think that's really like the key that overrides everything we do is just like we're ridiculous sometimes not everything you do is perfect but like as long as you kind of see yourself as you really are and you're like self-aware of all the absurdities in your life, like it's okay. Are we like therapists? <laughs> Are you guys therapists? <laughs> Are you guys therapists? <laughs> Do you guys get like therapeutic questions like on a day-to-day reg? Like, like, hey guys, I feel like this guy I met him last night, and you know he didn't give me his number. But then, and do you get? You we get do that? a lot yeah. of that, especially on our new podcast that we started. Um, we batch slapped. Batch slapped. Yeah. Um, we answer questions about dating, um, friendships, and now we've been um, getting a lot of emails about career advice and just sort of how to stand up for yourself. See, how, that's good. I'll yeah, like talk about that. How to, yeah, how to negotiate your salary, mm-hmm. um, how to ask for a raise, all of that. And a lot of people have been like asking for our opinion on it. Um, yeah. Which is great. I'm gonna definitely want to talk about career advice, but I have a friend. So I, when I was thinking about what I would ask you, I'm like, I have like, I don't need to dig that far into my friendship circle to see who has messed up relationships. Okay, <laughs> I just literally like, tip. There she is. So I want to present this story, and I want the betches to diagnose it if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. So this girl met this guy while she was on a bumble date with another guy. And she didn't enjoy the bumble date she was on with said guy, walked away, and another guy chased her down and took her number, and then they went out. They were dating for about six months. She's in her late 30s. He's, I don't know, late 50s, early 60s. Like, you know, he's a man of a certain age. (laughs) (laughs) Man of a certain age. And um, he sells his business, and he he tells his girlfriend, hey, I've got to go overseas to take care of some stuff with the business. Gone for two months. He didn't tell her how long he was going to be gone. Were they talking during this time? They were talking every day, and he did not tell her how long he was going to be gone for. He did just, he know? I don't know that he know because she never asked him, so therefore I don't know. Is Why didn't she shady? ask him how long he was going for? That's what I said. Why didn't she ask him? Seems like Is the first he shady? thing you asked. Did she not feel comfortable asking she, him? She, she kept saying, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? So and he asked. was like, so she was, you know, she, and they talked every single day. When are you coming back? When are you coming back? And he just was like, oh, I've got business. I've got to go in Hong Kong. i got stuff yeah. to do. Da, da. Then four days go by and she doesn't hear from him. And she has like a meltdown. Okay. And then she decides it's probably over. Right, and then after that, he texts her, "Hey, I'm gonna have had some life changes. I'm thinking about things. Please don't worry. I'm gonna talk to you about it." She refuses to answer his calls now because she knows he's gonna break up with her. Diagnose. I mean, so she knows it's that. not. It's not certain no. that he's gonna, gonna break, break up, up with, with her. her. I thought he's gonna propose. Her. <laughs> right? I'm the optimist. Yeah. See, okay, so uh, she, he sent her a text saying. 
can't um, she's like are you going to break up with me and he writes back don't worry baby I'll call you I don't want you to worry I'm just making some life changes and blah 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 so she's convinced he's breaking up with her so she won't take his calls he, now he could well, I mean that's be, just silly because like it's not like not by know? not answering it's yeah, not going to change the outcome I feel like suspense. yeah here's yeah. what she, she, she should just, just have the conversation the and just like hold it together. <laughs> she already yeah. had the meltdown. How much worse can the meltdown get? That's what get? I said. Yeah. And I said, why don't you just call him? She's like, why would I tell him? Like she she feels like, why would I put myself in that place where I can let him, you know, basically crush me again? She's like, I already know it's over. And then the other kind of thing is he stopped calling. Like after he's been back now from Europe a week and she's like, he yeah, stopped calling me three days ago. I Maybe would, because she won't talk to him. Maybe I would she just won't literally find out she, what his deal is uh-huh. without thinking that like, oh, we're going to get married. Just be like, take it step by step. Find out where he's been. What are these life changes? Is he now gay? Like what? Yeah, is he have another family? Maybe yeah, he's like becoming think, a Buddhist monk and living yeah. on a mountain. Did, like, I told her maybe he reversed his vasectomy <laughs> those four days, and that's why she couldn't get. I would about. really just like not worry about getting crushed because if you go in there knowing that like you're good no matter what, mm-hmm. just hear what he has to say. Go in like just feeling that whatever he's gonna say isn't gonna hurt you yeah. because it's his shit. Yeah, and just hear him out I, think, I agree yeah, I think with a lot of like with dating things it's the build up to the that talk up, is yes. so much worse oh, than the, the actual talk. thing yeah. totally it's yeah. like everyone just freaks themselves out like what if this happens what if that happens and then you actually have the conversation and really either way it goes yeah it like it's fine. And then that's when you start like recovering yeah so it's better to do that yeah. as soon as possible it also seems like she's played out rock bottom in her yeah. head already yes. so like it's already bad so she might as well either like let the bad actually occur or or it could be like not as bad as what she's now created in her head but I think that probably ignoring his calls might be the reason that he stopped calling her because when I don't know if if someone didn't pick up my calls for like a week I would maybe stop (laughs) yeah I would I'd try telling her this but you know isn't it kind of what you just said like we all kind of get to that point where we think of something when we're dating someone and that topic gets into our head and it sears into our memory and sometimes you can't enjoy yourself when you're with that person because you're thinking about something you want to talk to them about that you're so freaked out about talking to them about Mm -hmm. yeah right yeah Yeah, just let's the whole thing (laughs) is living in reality is the best the best place to be yeah because you make up the decision in your head about where it's already going you also make up the scenario in your head. Yeah, the whole thing. And your scenario is never like better than the worst thing. No, no, <laughs> it's not. So is she, she, is she like a Karen or is she like another character? Like that's sort of. I like, just feel like she's got some communication issues. Yeah, right? uh, I think it was kind of weird that she didn't ask like immediately when he was coming back. Yeah, and like a, it just seems like they don't communicate that well. I think that's like almost the bigger issue than whatever is going on with his life. Yeah, midlife crisis or whatever. Or going she on doesn't, there. and that, and she doesn't have the confidence to. to like, ask just for what ask. she wants. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. It seems like she might be bad at communicating because she's afraid of the answers. Yeah, which like is completely. I completely understand why. Yeah. Uh, why that's a technique. Yeah. Of someone like someone might use just like you're afraid of what the answer is going to be, so you're you don't want to like push the the topic or whatever. Exactly. to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it inspiring conversations on lifestyle celebrity relationships and more this is glamier with dr tabas amir 
Um, and so, you know, one of the things that when we were talking about your book and dating and like in New York, I think that sometimes the writing's on the wall there from the beginning. Like you have a lot of common sense stuff. Like you're probably not going to meet the love of your life at a bar at a nightclub. Most likely not. Proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. But like I like how you guys say do what you love. And um, if you really love it, you're going to be in your own kind of good energy space and the people will come. Mm-hmm. And I like that. That's true. I mean, if you're looking for a man and you're going to all women events, you're probably not going to meet them. Yeah. And you love those, all, you know what I mean? Like, a, all female book club, you're probably not going to meet the man of yeah. your dreams there. But, like, definitely just putting yourself out there and not searching for someone every, mm-hmm. everywhere and place you go mm-hmm. is the best bet. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the idea is to go out and have a good time, like, doing something that you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then people who enjoy those things too will just naturally be around you and, it, and it's also like your night doesn't won't hinge on like you meeting a guy it's yeah like and you're that's only the doing worst kind of girl that. to hang out with totally oh my god that is the most annoying right. kind of girl to hang out with the girl that only wants to go out to meet a guy and if the place that they're in at that moment doesn't have a guy they want to leave it's like no yeah i am right. not you're leaving. missing the point Living i'm here yeah. to have fun yeah. i'm not here for that um, I had a matchmaker who's a pretty well-known matchmaker, and I asked her kind of the similar question, and I didn't agree with the answer. She said, you need to figure out where the men are and go there. Go to Home Depot. Go to, you know, steakhouses. What are you going to do at Home Depot? She said, get up <laughs> in the morning, screws. right? Like, hi, I'd like right. a screwdriver, you know? Yeah. I don't know what I would do there. I'm like, hi, could I have a hammer? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I see that. I see that perspective. I don't agree with it. It just really depends on how intensely you're looking to get married immediately. That's pretty intense in a bad way. Though. Right, like, I, agree. I think Bethany Frankel. I, I remember I read her book, and she was talking about how that's like scared money. Like if you go gambling, yes. and you, if you go gamble and you're trying to have fun, like you'll have a better time and you'll probably win some money. Mm-hmm. If you go gambling because you like need to pay your rent, <laughs> and like you're yeah. gonna be homeless if you don't get it, you're gonna, you're lose, gonna lose and you're gonna have a terrible time. Yeah. So I consider it sort of on on the same yeah. lines. And I like the whole. Like, I was even told once, get up in the morning don't wear any makeup, go to the coffee shop and you meet men there. I'm like, great, so I'm going to get up in my pajamas with no makeup on. I'm gonna be, yeah, that's what I want to do. I would rather sleep. I feel like there are a lot of mixed messages out there. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm getting. So I do love this book and I think that anybody who reads it will be able to read it comfortably without feeling like they're a loser. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that is the idea. Not talking down. Yeah, no, it's, it, but you're, it's like right. you're talking to your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I really love and you kind of touched upon earlier is this whole entrepreneur thing and how you know, you're really an example for other girls and women to be more and you guys did this based on passion like your blog which was not really Bob's website became this great business because of you guys doing something that you love Um, you know have you ever given advice you kind of have with other women wanting to know how to get there yeah we talk about a lot on our podcast Mm -hmm. we do a I don't think we mentioned it but we do a podcast every week it's called Betch Slapped and great name we we started out (laughs) thank you you've been Betch Slapped yeah so we started it started basically from the dating advice and then we started basically just soliciting um, career advice as well. We were doing a, a campaign with one of our um, like brand partners mm-hmm. called Slayer Pay and it was around raising awareness for the, the um, wage gap. And out of that came just people started emailing us and I don't know, we speak kind of from our own experiences, from what we know of other people who are in the workforce because obviously we're not in like the most typical situation but yeah i think it's it's also helpful cuz ultimately at the at the bottom of everything comes sort of like what is in the beginning of the dating book where it's like about working on yourself so mm-hmm. like people i think make the mistake a lot that they can bring like a different self to their relationship or a different self to their friendship or a different self to their career mm-hmm. but really you're all just one person mm-hmm. so if you get that person together you w- it will ripple out into all these things in yeah. 
an equal way. Mm-hmm. Right? I 100% agree with that. I, I so thoroughly it's agree well with said. that. Yeah, that was so well said. <laughs> Thank you. Yay, it's good. It's true though, because you know, if I'm, I'm like listening to you and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I, dating wise, eh, it's, I'm kind of like, you know, this is, this is the card we were dealt. We were all in the same boat. Some of us get lucky, some of us don't, but you gotta keep going. But career wise, I decided, okay, I'm gonna focus more on my career. Not because I was trying to X the other one out, because I wanna be happy, so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna make myself happy. Mm-hmm. And it kind of tripped, like every, now it's like when I meet people, I have that same enthusiasm because I'm happy with what I'm doing with yeah. myself. And I think that's a big point that you guys make. Yeah, I mean, there's, so, I mean, a lot of people say like, oh, like if, you, if you're too focused on your career, you won't meet someone, but. They don't say that to men. I mean, I, I've, I've definitely <laughs> heard another, that. That's another conversation. <laughs> no, I think, I think that that's definitely like, you know, you hear like about like a really like hardworking, like workaholic woman yeah. or something, and that's yeah. like considered a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what's what's worse? Like you do something you're passionate about, and then you have a harder time meeting someone, but you will be a more like whole, interesting person when you do meet someone, mm-hmm. or you're like, I'm not gonna invest really in any other aspect of my life other than dating. Mm-hmm. And then, then literally your entire life is based on like who yeah. you meet and when, and like you're kind of just waiting around. And then once you have that person, what substance really is there to you? And let's like, say something that if you don't do person anything. doesn't work out, then yeah. what do you what do you go back to zero? Right. Yeah. And also or um, you meant like at the gym. Yeah, I, I thought she was saying that too. And that person is Then you have to leave immediately. It's so annoying. I don't work out either. (laughs) It's perfect. (laughs) Um, So, no, but you're right, though, because not only are you um, putting all your time and emotional and spiritual journey into dating a guy, then or a girl, whatever, then when you meet said person and you have nothing else going on, then you are going to rely on that person for all of your everything. And that can be really annoying for Yeah, not that your career should give you like your substance, but it can give you substance, especially if you're passionate about it, which is a good thing. There was something that I said when you work for, when you're working and you don't like it, it's called stress. When you're working and you're loving it, it's called your passion. So I I find that people find, you should find your purpose. I had some people on here the other day and she was, um, she wrote a book on kind of that whole thing and it's like, find your purpose and the rest will kind of come from there. So that's what you guys did with your entire business model. Totally. I mean, I'm like, I don't want to, lie and say I'm, we're not stressed a lot I think that stress comes with though passion so yes. I think it, it goes hand in hand stress comes from you caring, caring. Totally. yeah it's mm-hmm. a different kind of stress there's that kind of stress like I care therefore or there's the kind of stress like oh my boss told me I needed to get this mm-hmm. done by yeah. you know so there's two right. different and you know when I was going through medical school I felt the other kind of stress where I'm like oh just get me through this crap you know like yeah um, and now I feel like I've made my career totally it doesn't make sense like I'm a doctor that's on TV and radio doesn't make sense when I was in school that's that wouldn't wasn't in my brain but I remember finishing thinking to myself okay this really sucks the way everybody else is doing this really sucks mm-hmm. like you're in an office and you're in a it's really for me for a lot of people, it's amazing and I love it, but for me, it wasn't enough. So I had to go relearn my purpose. Um, and that's, I feel like it changes as you go along. For sure. Yeah, I right. think that people like evolve and they become different. You finished in the, all right, the way medical yeah. school, everything. Finished everything, started practicing, and oh, I was wow. like, "Yo, this sucks." It wasn't that. It wasn't that. <laughs> wow. like, I just, I yeah. Well, it's not that I didn't like like being a doctor. I liked that part of it, but the practice was like, you know, you got to deal with billing and you got to deal with this and that. And I decided, you know what? I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm doing this my way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all these people were like, "You're crazy." I'm like, "Yeah, I am crazy, but I'm going to do it this way. And if it doesn't work out, guess what? I can always go back and work for you." You know, like. 
like, worst case scenario, I can do what I hate for the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think that's like a, another thing about dating. A lot of people are like, yeah. probably would think about a guy, let's say a guy that they've already been with is like you and, and being a doctor where it's yeah. like, it's okay. I've like invested a lot in this relationship and it's like fine, mm-hmm. but... I don't know if I totally love it. Mm-hmm. And so and then they go and do something else that they're like obsessed with or they meet a guy that they're obsessed with and yeah. then it becomes like oh thank like thankfully I held out and I like really like put myself out there. Yeah. What's um I mean your book is obviously in your and your and your your every day you're doing something new. So you guys have this podcast that you have developed now. Can you tell me more about what what uh, what that's about? And then you also have like YouTube a YouTube channel and I wonder what's coming down the line. Um well just, I don't know if we said our website's called Betches.com. Yeah. Our Instagram is at Betches. It's like Bitches with an E. Okay. <laughs> um, our podcast, what you can expect is like this. We just sit and we talk. It's as if like you're just another person in our conversation. Yeah. Um, like we said, we've known each other for so long, so a conversation sort of just flows naturally. Yeah. We can talk forever. That's what we do all day. Yeah. Um, you just record one hour of it. We record, your, yeah, 30 minutes. Hour, we have like hour, yeah. guests. We have a lot of fun guests. Um, we play a lot of games. We, um, yeah, what, what else do we do? We, do, we give advice. Mm-hmm. And we talk about just what's going on in the world that we give a shit about, what we have an opinion on. We have a the lot world of opinions. Being like the Bachelor. Yeah, totally. Yes. The Bachelor. You guys love we The Bachelor. We have a lot of, well, we just <laughs> love to personally, talk about it. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, The Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. Really it lends itself to a lot, it's like, to being able to make, be made yeah. fun of. Yeah. Our whole on. thing is that we have a lot of opinions, and sorry if you don't disagree, if you disagree with us, but we're just going to say them anyway. Yeah. Because, like, why? But it's okay yeah. to disagree. You know, sometimes, totally. like, my best conversations are pe- with people that I don't agree with that are talking about. My biggest thing is, like, the gold digger, you know? Like, <laughs> I had friends when I first moved to New York. Like, I'm in school, and then I needed to kind of get out and do something that wasn't, like, so serious. So I had a lot of friends who were just party girls. And I really wasn't a party girl because I had to get up the next morning and go to work. Or, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily drink during the week. But um, I was with these group of girls that were just all about black cards bottle service, <laughs> private so jets. It was. It was. I was like an observer. I mean, I yeah. kind of like, everyone kind of assumed that I was kind of the same. So sometimes the way guys would talk to me would make me laugh because I'm not the same. But I would have this thing where I was just watching them and all of a sudden it just felt really empty to me. Like, yeah. oh. And, and the reason it never, I had fun with it at first was because it was fun. I'm like, whatever. I'm, I'm going to school during the day and at night I get to just unwind a little bit. I didn't take it seriously until all of a sudden it became like, these girls were getting in, like trying to go yeah. in for the kill. And I was just like. I think it's fun when you like have something else to go home to yes. or like you have another passion, you have work. Like that's just the way that you sort of have a good time if that's like your purpose. Yeah. That's and, fine. Know, and we're not judging, but it seems yeah. a little bit like. And like going back to my friend that I told you about earlier with the guy, I had a talk with her and I said, you know, you're sitting around waiting for him to propose. What are you doing with your life? Since you've been dating him, you've been doing nothing but waiting for him. Mm-hmm. I said, so maybe you need to get back to that person that you were when I met you like the one that was the goal go-getter. What did she say? Right. She's like, you're right. <laughs> and then she checks you her phone. Give her <laughs> and then she checks her phone to be yeah. text her. But I yeah. did. I said, you know, the girl that I met was like, a, you know, a ball-busting go-getter that, you know, was funny, smart, confident. And now you kind of become like this, you know, you're waiting by the phone. And yeah, it kind of, she, she, she forgot who she was. So yeah. we've all been there. We need people to remind us. So... And what's coming up down the line for you guys? Like um, next, so you got this podcast weekly, Betches, mm-hmm. Betch slapped, Betch yes. slapped, yeah, yes. Betch slapped. Um, what's going on? We're really, we're really working on expanding our, our video content. Mm-hmm. Um, just really like 
and figuring yeah, out how yeah. that's gonna look. We want it to be different than it. We're not just trying to put up video for the sense of, for the sake of putting out video. Mm-hmm. We want it to be really funny, engaging, and goes, is in brand and um, just consumable. Yeah. <laughs> another thing, another brand extension that I think a lot of people aren't aware of aware of is that we actually have an email newsletter which is oh I didn't know that yeah so it's called the Betches Sup and we pretty much focus on like world news but with obviously our take yeah so we kind of present it as if it's like all a real housewife reunion Um, and it's an email newsletter it comes out three times a week Mm -hmm. you can sign up at betches.com slash sup S-U-P and um, it's it's growing pretty quickly honestly it's just we don't talk about it enough yeah Yeah, because we kind of think like oh like like, what's the audience for this like it's not as big as the Bachelor or Bravo or Vanderpump and also your your website too your website is very not your website your Instagram like people follow that all the time you have links to your um, your website from yeah, the Instagram. Right. So yes. it's pretty cool. Some of the content on your website, has any of it ever, I mean, because you guys write very candidly about things like seven things you should do and how to talk dirty and not feel like a loser. Um, <laughs> is there anything that you guys have written about that kind of caused some controversy throughout the years? Like um, that made people mad or you just like, kind of, because it's not y- years, like very early on mm-hmm. when we were like, super satirical the mm-hmm. tone was like and mu- we were even much younger. more satirical than it was now <laughs> yeah maybe people got angrier but um not really like we we like to say we'd rather people hate us than not give a shit yeah um but i mean we t- if somebody's like really really upset about something and we really offended someone we'll respond to them um we treat everything like well yeah right. So not, here to I think the the controversy, a lot of the controversy that we've gotten has been about talking about issues that people don't talk about because they're a little inappropriate, mm-hmm. and especially for women. And it's, it's funny because like a lot of men write about the same things mm-hmm. and they don't really get mm-hmm. any negative feedback. Um, but yeah, a lot of the controversy we've gotten is like women who are talking about partying or going out or doing drugs or dieting or any of those yeah. things. And what we like to say is like we're bringing those issues to light. People just kind of do that behind closed doors and don't talk about it yeah. and that's and don't talk about what they're really they thinking it about it. Exist. Right, mm-hmm. or they mask it with with a campaign that doesn't really speak to how people actually feel about these issues like don't do drugs or like um, <laughs> you know, have safe sex and yeah. things like that. But like it doesn't really speak to like what's actually going on and so I think that the controversy we've had is talking about those things in an open way which kind of scares and offends people, yeah. but in our mind it's Especially really just Especially because it's women. So yeah. Exactly. It, yeah. It really just gets people speaking about those topics, which were before thought of as like unfeminine or inappropriate to talk about. What about um, each of you, um, you gals, like, you know, in terms of like what you've had to deal with and not with deal with funny things like when you get um, like a, a letter, I'm, I'm not going to talk about today, but like in the beginning when you would get like an email, and it was the three of you. How did you decide which ones you were going to address? Because I'm sure you were getting a lot of them like questions. Did you guys just go with the most bizarre ones or the ones that you felt were the most relatable like the Dear Batch questions? Yeah, the Dear Batch questions. Oh, um, yeah, we definitely like prefer questions which people either can, which we personally or we know people who can relate to and we feel like we have some sort of insight insight <laughs> yeah. into the situation. Um, a lot of questions yeah. are sort Sometimes of Sometimes they're like, really crazy. He's not yeah. that into you, period, next. Yeah, <laughs> I know, a lot of them are. Like, you get a lot of versions of the same question. So we try to like pick ones that um, have like a more expansive answer mm-hmm. or we can answer a little bit more in depth or with a little bit more insight 
or something that's a little bit funnier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like a unique situation. It's hard to give an example. <laughs> or something that points to like a unique phenomenon that like is, is totally. very relevant. Like we get a question about, I think, dick pics the other day. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Can we talk that about that? That was pics? fun. <laughs> we had a whole thing a couple weeks ago on this whole thing. Um, and th- we were talking about dating and how sometimes after, you know, you have a first date and those are rough enough as it is. Like first dates are rough. Like it's like a job interview slash thing. What's a big no-no for women on a first date? And when you're going on like a on date. on your phone? Like no, like <laughs> when you're actually on the date. Because like, do you talk about your job? Like, is that a big no-no? Like should women kind of downplay that? or? I think the first date is to really just get a gist of your personality. It's yeah. not for like revealing too much information about yourself. You want to keep, I think, a little bit of mystery. But just to kind of reveal like who you are and the way you interact. And um, I mean, like obviously general facts about your life that someone would care about in assessing you as a potential person to date. <laughs> um, but that should come through naturally, I think. If you're on a good date, I think that kind of just like flows, flows. because you have common interests and things like that. Um, so anything, I think, yeah, too much information is always... I think also the most important bad. thing for women to remember is that you're also there to gauge the person. Yeah. You're not there Tim for them does. to gauge you. Yeah, it's definitely. equal. So, like, you can ask them questions that you find, in like, important for you. Well, I mean, like, first date questions. Yeah. You don't need to, like, ask how much money What are making. your intentions with me? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or, like, how much or, money do you make? Yeah, I, like what Jordana said, it needs to be supernatural. If it yeah. doesn't flow naturally, maybe that's not right. And it's not the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. If they're not, there's so many people out there. What are the chances that that person is the right one? But I like that you said that. You know, there's so many people out there that you shouldn't necessarily think that there's only one. You know, right. that gives people hope. I find that sometimes women, um, I can only speak for my friends, um, they get so in their head about a date, like maybe they're already in their head have decided this ver- version of the guy and how he's going to be in their head before mm-hmm. they go on this date, and they think that they're dating that version, and so they're mi- they might be more emotionally connected than they should be on that mm-hmm. first date. We actually coined a, a term to describe that <laughs> phenomenon. In the, yes. in the book, it's called emotional masturbation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about emotional masturbation. Uh, emotional masturbation is when you see a guy, and before you really know, you're, maybe you're about to go out with him, maybe you just t- are texting with him, and you envision basically like what your life is going to be like yeah. together. And I think we've all done it. Your wedding dress. Exactly. Or where <laughs> are we going to raise our kids? Your I see. Kids. Yeah. I, <laughs> your last his, name. His last your, name. Yeah. Look with mine. Like that kind of thing. And like the guy is not thinking about any of this stuff. If anything, he's just, he's. Um, actually masturbating to your face. <laughs> right. right or thinking about sleeping with you yes. so it's like kind of the female version of like getting ahead of yourself in yeah. your mind yeah so by the time you can't get on this first date you're kind of already freaked out like I have one friend that I'm thinking of specifically she was so into this guy she met him on Bumble and I didn't want to tell her that I knew somebody else that had gone out with him too because mm-hmm. it was just bizarre how all of, all of happened but she was in her head and she saw his photos and she kept looking over his profile I won't look at somebody's I won't really look that hard on somebody's social media before I meet them because I don't want to get any. Yeah, I don't want to get turned off. The, the thing is, it's not I, to assume. I actually do the same thing. Like if I look too much at them, mm-hmm. like I get, I'm like ew, and I'll cancel the date because yeah. I'm like I saw something I didn't like, and yeah. I'm like I just I can't do this. And I need and, to know the person yeah. in the context. Like sometimes yeah. social media is a really bad representation of what the person's life is, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's exactly or maybe what sometimes like. they just don't know how to use social media. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really that's what you're better. seeing. Yeah, exactly, well, and that's I why know. you're seeing something you don't like because they have no idea. What yeah. Doing. Well, my friend had in his head that she kept looking at social media. He had a dog. He had a kid. His mom. And she's like looking at a picture of him. His mom. And she's like, oh my god, he must be so close to his mother. Meanwhile 
had that was the first picture in five years that they took together. So she goes on they this just date. Reconnected. They just reconnected. Yeah. And he's like, it's got a knife in his hand. Um, but she goes on this date with him, and she's all in her head about him. She can't relax. She's talking like she had like seventeen cups of whatever Red Bull, and um, she blows it blows it because she just won't stop talking she won't relax and she comes across like a crazy person yeah and he never called her back again yeah and i mean assuming anything like mm-hmm. when you're dating is just wrong mm-hmm. like thinking just assuming he's this type of person putting him on this pedestal all of that we what do we say Pe- put you're putting the penis on the pedestal <laughs> because Don't you're just put the penis, penis on, on the pedestal. pedestal i mean yeah girls do that just mm-hmm. as often you know mm-hmm. um just go in there and no, pretending like you don't know this person, which you don't. You don't. <laughs> right. exactly. You really don't. You don't need to pretend when you really don't know them. Like yeah. speaking like through text message and not actually in person and understanding the person is not knowing them. So how and texting long? can totally just Ruin sabotage. It. Oh yeah, I ruined it. So much. I, I I was kind of seeing this guy years ago. And um, we, we he, you remember, guys? Do you guys remember BBM? The whole yes. BBM course, yes. right? Yes. So that was like know, all of our college experience. Right, okay. <laughs> so me. how many people did you know on BBM that you never really saw in real life, but you'd BBM each other? I was seeing this guy, 2007, something like that, and it was BBM, like hardcore. like, And he would be at BBM me, and I would be like, listen, my phone has a better relationship with you than I do because I don't see you. You'll text me for four out BBM me for four hours in an evening, <laughs> yeah. but you won't like come over and do anything. So I broke up with him because I'm like, this is stupid. I broke up. My, you broke BBM. What, what I, say, with him? I broke, broke up BBM. Yeah. Broke off the BBM. You deleted him from your. You, you took I back your pen. <laughs> I actually did worse. I let him see that it was red and I didn't respond. Oh, that's the best. That. Yeah, like, that is cold. Revenge. Yeah, that's like that was cold. That's like right? old age ghosting. Yes, that was like. Remember, it was like red and then delivered. Yeah, oh my God. I, I loved that I read BBM. It. So BBM started and ended it when did. we were like in the exact four years that we were in college. Thank God it ended. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like totally relegated to our college years. And then like after that, no one ever used it again. But I think that was like the main Is like the dating thing. It was yeah. literally it. It was like, like the entire. And figuring out right, how, how to read, read the it message without, without, without reading it. How to go underneath and copy. Copy, paste, and yeah. put it somewhere. Totally. We all did that. We did it all the time. I know, because I'd be like, I want to see what you read. But if I read it, he's going to know that read it and had to respond so it's he so copied weird. and pasted but then newer versions of the Blackberry didn't have that yeah. and it was just like the bold didn't have it but the ones earlier than it did but um, I just got this this thing uh, that whole experience with BBM has made me like I don't want you to text me that yeah. much like um, I can't if I care I'm going to say this to you if I don't care text me I don't need to respond but like um if you if it's somebody that I care about, I'll be like, I don't want you to text me because my friends, I text my friends, but I call them. You know, mm-hmm, like yeah. I'm going back to old school phone calls. I think nice. phone calls are so much better yeah. in dating, assuming you're like kind of into the person yeah. anyway, because you get tone, you, you get, get like an actual substantial conversation, and the person doesn't have time to like think about a response that yeah. you they might think you want to hear. They just give you the response yeah. that's yeah. natural. Yeah, it's, it's almost banter. like you're in person, and it's almost. chemistry. I know. <laughs> yeah. I just this whole experience, like I just remember we would all. You know BBM, and then everybody. You know how many times were you out with a girl and a guy BBM'd her, and she would look at you and be like, "What do I say? What do I say? I need to write back quickly because it tells you when they're typing." Yeah. Oh man, it ruined it. Yeah, so I'm glad that part's over. Um, I would tell um, girls listening that this this particular book and your brand of humor is funny, but it's also really empowering. You know, this truth will set you free. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's what we try to do. What's um? What are your plans? Like, if you could say five year, one year, five minute goals. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> do you guys, do you think that far ahead, or are you just kind of like, let's take this as it comes? 
Um, for our business, we know that we have to think ahead. It's definitely really hard because we're in this like digital social media like, space, and that's like changes very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, an example like Instagram story that we always yeah. use this like that didn't exist like several, a, few months, a ago. few months ago, and we it's a ama- it's like a huge game changer for yeah. us. Um, so while we do try to like plan for the future we you, we have to like let go a little because yeah. there has to be room for changes in the world you yeah. know um but what's next i mean we might write another book yeah yeah it's a career book it yes. might be a career, a career book. book would be great i think, I think that's, that's i think that's the next natural yeah. step for us yeah. we never try to force anything yeah. um right. we definitely like we're inspired by our audience mainly so like whatever they want and whatever we can sort of do we usually we usually go that route because yeah. whatever's natural this happens yeah so if you could give your fans any takeaway advice about anything 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 <laughs> it doesn't have to be about anything we talk about today but like anything yeah. what would you oh say don't emotionally masturbate <laughs> don't emotionally masturbate is <laughs> a really good yeah. one please don't emotionally masturbate I think again our big message is always like don't take yourself too seriously anything that you're doing like have try to have fun with it yeah. and like again like that goes to like work do something you love dating have fun go like go out to have fun and that's the way you'll meet someone I like that don't take yourself so seriously mm-hmm. yeah. and overuse <laughs> like, try to like be yourself and not look to other people for validation or your to fill your needs mm-hmm. or to give you basically what your life you. is yeah. to give you your self-esteem that like you kind of just at the end of the day have to find it like inside got it well those are some great takeaways and you guys have been fabulous to talk to Thank again you so much. it's betches everywhere yeah. like you guys are everywhere and the book you have to pick up this book it's called the betches i had a nice time and other lies how to find love and shit like that so funny and your best past book was um nice Nice. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Look at me. I'm being we so get a lot funny. of that. Yeah. Nice is just a place in France. So thank you guys so much. It's been so great having you on. Thanks thank for having you. us. It's really fun. This was so much fun. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.